This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit Squarespace.com and enter offer code COOKIE at checkout. A better web starts with your website. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today we are talking about. I'm scared to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I made Today you. Today we are talking about crepes. Or are we talking about crepes? Yeah, this is really tough. I mean, like in French, they would say crepe. They would, you know, kind of roll the R as yeah. well, which I'm not going to do because then I know you'll make fun of me. So I'm Can not going to do it. Yeah, you do it. Crepe. Yeah, good job. It sounded a little bit like you have a cold. Mm-hmm. If you have a cold in France, can anyone tell? Oh, if you have a cold in France, it is a great thing for your pronunciation. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's a terrible thing for your um, the bandana that you wear around your neck because it gets <laughs> covered with mucus. Yeah. Anyway, so you mean the neckerchief. I, was, I could not come up with the right the word. Neckerchief. Yes. That's what you were looking for. So, yeah, we're talking about crepes, crepes, definitely not crap. Let's yeah. Let's talk about the first. Only the first two items on okay. that list. Okay, great. What is what is a crepe or crepe? Well, it's a very very thin. I think of it as kind of an eggy pancake. Yeah, it's it, you make a very very loose pancake batter and spread um, it very thin. Yes, I made up the batter before you came over this morning, and I marveled at how it's like you know it's the texture of. Uh, like light cream, maybe. Wow, and not even heavy cream. Maybe heavy cream. You can you can be the judge. Okay, but it's uh, yeah, it's a very loose, uh, very um, it's it's not at all lumpy. It's very smooth batter, and the way you make it, like this, is where people start to get a little nervous, including me. Oh, I'm so nervous. I've never made a crepe or a crepe. I think I have to force you to make one. I'm scared. So do you have? So what I always love is I really enjoy watching professionals make crepes because they've got this thing you- that looks like a turntable almost like it's this freestanding round sort of griddle top and they put some batter on it and then they have this thing that looks like a squeegee and they use it to kind of drag yes, the crepe batter exactly in a very about. thin layer across the surface this kind of drum like surface of this griddle 
it's so beautiful. I think a lot of them used to be um, squeegee men on the streets of New York and, and yeah, got into a washers. worker retraining program. You know, I recently purchased a uh, squeegee and a product called Ettore Squeegee Off to clean the windows at my house. <laughs> Wait, what, what? I don't even understand what the second thing you said was. Et, ettore Squeegee Off. It's, it's like an Italian Doesn't it product. it sound like pick up and drop off? Yes, it from, does. From Car Talk? I think I would do pretty well in a squeegee off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not against professional Not against men. the people from Ettore squeegee off. Right. And does, does it work? It does work very nicely. In fact, I think they should sponsor the show. You say that looking at my filthy windows. Yes. Your <laughs> okay. windows could use some squeegeeing. Anyway, so yeah, I, I wish that you had a crepe squeegee, but I have a feeling you don't. I don't. So we're, we're going to make some practice. Maybe I'll even like take a little video or you can take a video of, of our uh, attempts to make uh, some crepes. Because I feel like every time I get nervous, like, you know, this is not going to work. And the first one is always terrible. And then but I started. Isn't that the idea? Yeah. Then it comes sort of get the hang of it. You got to season the pan. The, yeah. The, the first pancakes. It's the same way. The first pancake's always the ugly one. But unlike pancakes, you have to you have to kind of roll the batter around or squeegee it to get it to the right even thinness because. If, if you just kind of slop some batter in the pan, you're going to have a very uneven crepe with like some, some nooks and crannies. Oh, you know, some, and you don't want nooks and crannies in a crepe. No, because you'll end up with like a part that's too thick and is doughy and gross. Okay. Well, should we, should we make some and then we can start talking about them? Should, should we talk yet about what kind of pan you're going to use? Let's talk about pans first and then make okay. some and eat some. Okay. I, I want a, uh, like a rubber stamp that I can stamp on recipes that says, make it and eat it. I, you should give it to Iris. Doesn't she pick all the recipes in your house? Pretty much, yeah. Um, well, I know what I'm getting Iris for her birthday this Great. year. Great. You're getting her, you're, you're going to ruin my cookbook library. Yes, I am. Okay, so what kind of pan are you going to use? So I am going to use kind of a, a crappy, mostly worn out, environmentally friendly nonstick pan that I bought like a year ago that's already worn out. And I think it's probably going to be fine. Cool. I think the first one will stick. I uh, Does it I, have low sides? Because that's what I think of as... So at home, when, when you know, if, if, if people get really into making crepes at home, what they usually buy is what's sold as a crepe pan. And it's usually a, a nonstick skillet that has a very low side rather than having sort of that, you know, a, like a two-inch high side like yep. a normal skillet. A low skirt, I've heard it called. Ooh, a skirt. Yeah. It's it's a it's a pan with a mini skirt basically. Oh, I love that. Everybody yeah, I think a mini skirt. Uh, sure. I think that is that is the classic crepe pan. I think a high sided pan can work okay if that's what you've got. I don't think you should not make crepes because you only because you don't have a special crepe pan. I remember this thing from the eighties that was was like an electric device that was had a convex top that heated up and you would flip it over and dip it into the batter what and then and then Did uh, you put buy it back this over on QVC it it is totally like a, a home shopping network kind of item I assume it's still out there. I don't think I've seen one since the 80s. It worked pretty well. You had one? I don't think we had one, but like, uh, I I remember making crepes at school. I don't know what kind of school I went to. (laughs) I I know how this sounds. Uh Um, Uh This was your French immersion school. This is why you always make fun of me about, you know, my whole French thing, because you're just trying to deny your snobby French heritage. You're absolutely right. I did, in fact, go to, it wasn't a French immersion school, but it was a, a school where everyone had to take French. Which Wait a I, minute, are you serious? Yes. I didn't know this. Yes, I, 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 had to, I, I was just BSing. No, no, it's, it's, 
you uh, you have the. Oh the... my god, you are totally projecting onto me. Oh <laughs> yes, my god, you are so snobby, Matthew. Uh, yes, I had to start taking French in fourth grade. Our teacher was so mean. Um, what, what was his or her name? Madame Overly. Ooh, wow, um, that's kind of pretty. And Overly. And she was she was an old French lady, and uh, I. I think actually it was my next French teacher who was a former nun, and she was mean in a different way. What was her name? They, they were very effective teachers. Oh, um, Marie Catherine Le Tendre was the Ooh, second Le French Tendre. teacher. Yeah, yeah, but Ooh, but the name was, was a lie. No, she was not. No, we used to make her really mad by asking if she would teach us French swear words, which uh, which she she wouldn't, and then we'd like pull out like the two or three that we knew and get in trouble. Wow, did you guys used to think the word derriere was really funny? Oh. I still think it's Why really funny. Why does everybody Are you think derriere is so funny? I mean, it's the word for like behind or like, you know, bottom. Like, But it's a bottom. funny word. Because it's dairy air? No, I don't think that's it. I think it's just a funny word. And, like, and when you say it with an American accent, Derry it gets air. even funnier. Like, yeah, it's just... Uh, I never really got it. I still don't get it. All right. Whatever. You're, you're missing out on a what lot ifs? of hilarious moments. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Okay. Crips. Yeah, so those so those are the basic kind of pans. I think classically, um, the the crepe pan it's a carbon steel pan, and I don't have any carbon steel pans. I have cast iron, which is kind of similar. Oh, I just realized I was supposed to look for one at Delancey for you. No, it's okay. I'm pretty sure we have exactly what you want, and and it's all the way across town. It's right okay. Now. This this pan we're going to use today is it, the it's nonstick surface is on its last legs. Well, and, let's uh, just let's just break those last legs. Let's break its last legs with some home cooking. Great. We are back with a quartet of crepes or crepes. Wow. Uh, and uh, should we should we start digging in? I'm pretty hungry. Yeah. Um, so wait, we have savory and sweet all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, so I think this is ham and Gruyere cheese. This is lemon sugar. This is Nutella. And this is also lemon sugar, but with a twist, which we'll get to in a minute. So we only have one savory crepe, Matthew? Uh God. I can make another one. Have you ever made buckwheat crepes? Because we should talk about this. I have tried, and it was a disaster. I guess buckwheat crepes are technically called galette. Mm. Mm. That's pretty good. I should have made two of those. Oh, you totally should have made two of those. It's like, like a French ham and cheese It's not sandwich. too late. So, so the buckwheat, I feel like partisans of buckwheat crepes will tell you that they're like the, the original, the, the OG crepe of Brittany or uh, Normandy. Which one? Which one is it? Is it both? Let's say Brittany. Um, we'll get some angry emails in French. Great. The thing about buckwheat is it doesn't have gluten in it. So people people will say you can make an all buckwheat crap, and I'm sure some people can. Do you think um, those people are lying? Maybe. Maybe they're maybe they're like adding. Uh, uh, they're they're making the the batter with Coca Cola instead of milk, so it turns brown, and then they say it's buckwheat. That's that sounds yeah. like the kind of kind of sneaky thing they would do in in Brittany. Yeah. But uh, so it doesn't it doesn't stick. It isn't sticky like wheat flour, and it completely falls apart when you try and turn the crepe. However, if you can achieve it, if you can manage to achieve it, buckwheat crepes get this wonderful lacy edge. I mean, mm-hmm. a regular. Wheat flour crepe can get a lacy edge as well, but you can get this wonderful sort of wafery, crispy thing going on with buckwheat that's so lovely. I mean, I, I think of ham and cheese galette with yeah. an egg cooked <sighs> in the middle, Ooh. like a sunny side up egg is just a perfect thing. That sounds great for breakfast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else could you put in a crepe? Um, I think spinach is really good. Um, you have to you have to be careful about draining it or squeezing it a oh, little, yeah. so it doesn't 
like run green liquid all over your crepe. You can put ratatouille in a crepe. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. In uh, I'm about to say I'm about to say a word that uh, that it's kind of polarizing. Okay. Uh, in Japan, crepes are very popular and are usually served like in a paper cone, and you can get all manner of crazy fillings. Like it's uh, you know over the top. Like the more stuff Ooh, in there, the like better. What? Like what? Um, I had a really good one once that had sliced bananas and cornflakes and whipped cream. <laughs> Ooh, uh, and uh, cornflakes are often used in in Japan as uh, as a filling um, or topping, uh, not just not just for breakfast. And uh, boy, they're really good. Mm, mm. As far as sweet crepes go, I think that one of the simplest is the best, and that is the lemon sugar crepe. Lemon juice, in this case, powdered sugar. I think powdered sugar works the best yeah. because it it melts so smoothly. I would have used even more lemon in this. Yeah, I probably should have. Yeah, maybe we should make another ham and cheese. Mm. We can do that. Oh yeah. Okay, but before we do that, maybe we'll do that after the show. <laughs> maybe we'll make everyone wait around while we while we make more lunch. What else should we talk about, Matthew? Well, I want to I want to talk about. So we have two. We've eaten two now. We have two left. We have the Nutella, which was made using the the classic uh, squeegee method, and then we have this thing next to it that is uh, I. I don't know if oh, he that's invented what this it. Is? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, I did see that it was different, but I didn't know why. So, uh, this was probably invented by Kenny Shopson of Shopson's Restaurant in New York. I heard about it in his cookbook. Basically, in the book, he claims that it's as good or better than a real crepe. I don't think that's true, but it is remarkably similar given that it is made with a flour tortilla dipped in a mixture of eggs, milk, and cream. That and then amazing. And then it, fried in butter. Give it a try. It's kind of like French. Toast crepe. Yes. Not bad, right? Oh my God, totally not bad. Mm-hmm. It's great with Nutella. I, I make these for breakfast pretty often because they are so easy. Yeah. Um, I do I do Nutella. I do lemon sugar. I do um, jam, especially strawberry jam. And, uh, you know, sometimes I do peanut butter and it's great. You mm. get that melting peanut butter that we've talked about on the show so it's, many times. It's even richer than a regular crepe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long do you let the flour tortilla sit in the... Um, you know the the custard. It mixture. doesn't need to. It you know you ten seconds. You yeah, you can it. just dip it. Okay. Um, wow! Wow! That yeah, is I'm so. Sure. Well, we'll post the recipe, but there's no recipe. You just you you beat an egg in a in a pie plate. You you pour in some cream and milk until it looks kind of like you know it's got a thick thick eggy consistency. You dip a flour tortilla in there and then you fry it in butter and mm-hmm. put some toppings on it. Matthew, this like crappy brand Nutella you bought not good. <laughs> not. Good. No. All right. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. No. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. You know, I really wish I'd known about Squarespace when I was starting out with my blog because I know nothing about web design, website building. I'm basically like, I'm like your mom, Matthew. <laughs> I'm basically like your mom. <laughs> You're, yeah, in so many ways. In so many ways. And, you know, Squarespace has all these gorgeous templates. It's simple. It's easy. And more importantly, I could live chat with a support person there 24-7 when I'm lonely 
when Brandon's not home. I'm not sure if, if the, ser- <laughs> the service you're describing no? is something Squarespace actually provides. Now, now, to be clear, they absolutely do provide 24-7 support. I'm just not sure if you can use it as a substitute for your friends and family. Okay. You know, you can go to Squarespace. Um, you'll get started building your website for free. You'll sign up for a free trial with no credit card. Uh, it's incredibly simple. They have a drag and drop interface. You're going to choose a beautiful template. You're going to have a great looking website in a matter of I would say less than half an hour for for your first try. The other thing is that Squarespace is going to make sure that your website looks great, whether you're on a laptop, whether you're using X, Y, or Z browser, whether you're on your iPhone, it's going to look great everywhere. I call that responsive design. What do you call it? You're so fancy. And, uh, you know, we would like to hear from you. You know, uh, a while back, we we put out a call for uh, uh, listener uh, Squarespace websites, and we uh, published uh, links to a bunch of them on our Facebook page, and you guys are creating some really cool stuff. And I know more of you have been signing up for Squarespace since then. Um, so uh, leave a, drop a link on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast, or drop us an email at uh, contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com and uh, let us know what you got. And for a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code cookie at checkout. Squarespace, a better web starts with your website. Have you ever had crepe Suzette? I have not. I haven't either. Do you like to light things on fire? When I was a kid, I was so into lighting things on fire, not pets. The the other day, I uh, I went with Iris to the park, and some kids were um, setting uh, paper on fire with a magnifying glass and, like, uh, making wood smoke and stuff. And it, it was so nostalgic for me. And I was like, should I let my kid get involved in this extremely dangerous activity? I'm like, yeah, whatever. I loved setting fires. Did you? Uh, no, no. I was scared of matches until I was about 10. Oh, this was when I was, like, 18. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, uh, I, had, I had a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I used to just go around with a lighter and just if you got in my way, foof. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matthew Amster Burton, arsonist. So, so what about crepe Suzette? So it's what it's, is it? It's I looked it up before the show and then I forgot. I just know it's on fire. I <laughs> is it orange? Hereby firing us. <laughs> okay. Oh, literally? Yes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew my past would come back to haunt me, but I didn't think it was going to be today. Uh, anyway. All right. Hang on. I'm looking it up. Okay. Okay. Crepe Suzette, a French dessert consisting of a crepe with beurre Suzette, a sauce of caramelized sugar and butter, tangerine or orange juice, zest, and Grand Marnier or orange curacao liqueur on top, served flambe. It just says zest in here, like not necessarily citrus <laughs> zest, but just zest for life. <laughs> Remember when we made Bananas Foster on the show? No. Well, we did. <laughs> we maybe, did? Maybe it was the maybe banana of, episode? Maybe some of our reader listeners will remember. It was great. It was? Yes. I mean, it's got rum, butter. I seem to remember talking about how my mom used to scorn Bananas Foster. And and so this was like really my first time eating it. It was my first time eating it too. And it was really, oh, and ice cream? Did it have ice cream? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Think it was so. really easy to make. And I love the idea of these desserts that time forgot, um, you know, that maybe are being eaten uh, at the Four Seasons by rich people in their 90s. Yes. Um, I want to eat at the Four Seasons with the nonagenarians and their crepe Suzette. It sounds great. It I, sounds fantastic. Um, have I ever flumbed? Have you ever flambéed anything? No. I think... Oh, I think we need to do a flambé I think we need to do episode. a flambé. <laughs> Could we do a whole episode just on flambéed oh, things? Oh, God, yeah. Let's just light stuff on fire. I have flambéed a... a an English pudding, like a 
brandy like a spotted dick let's say for for the sake of argument that it was a spotted dick I'm just... my, I, I'm a buffer sticker that says i love my spotted dick okay um okay but you wanted to raise a more serious issue about crabs yeah i kind of feel like you know they're really tasty and stuff <laughs> way to take a stand but uh, they're they're kind of a lot of trouble when you could just put the same topping on toast or, oh. a, or a baguette and just eat it. You know, like... But it's not the same. Is a crepe like a, just a conduit for stuff? Well, I mean... Uh, is it basically a, a glorified fork? I, I feel like you're, you're sort of like... Uh, that, that an analogous argument would be you can put anything on a sandwich, so why wouldn't you just eat everything <laughs> as a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> That's point, pretty much what you're saying, right? Point taken. <laughs> well, because, I mean, I don't think we're arguing that crepes are better than pancakes no. or toast. They certainly don't replace those things. Right. That, that, you know, like, you know, people of the world, like, throw down your toast with extreme prejudice and pick up a crepe pan and, and let's get to work uh, rebuilding society. Actually, now that I've said that, that is what we're saying because yes. it sounds amazing. We're starting a whole new version of the WPA. Viva, viva la révolution, something like that. Viva uh, la crépelution. What's the weirdest thing you ever ate on a sandwich? I feel like uh, I, I really like the uh, the drunken chicken baguette sandwich at Baguette Box in Seattle, where they take some some deep oh, fried, fried chicken. general says chicken and put it on a sandwich you know i don't know that i've eaten like weird sandwiches or i feel like weird sandwiches are normal sandwiches now so it's like hard <laughs> to even you know like oh you, you know think- like we could do a whole weird normal sandwich episode like like salty in in brooklyn okay there's a there's a a, a little cafe called salty that makes really interesting sandwiches um i think they're mostly served on focaccia that they make in-house and they're always with like weird combinations of of things um or like strongly flavored like you know there'll be a bunch of different pickles and feta and some like creamy stuff and hummus and stuff i think you're right i think we should do a weird normal (laughs) sandwich episode and sardines and anchovies and stuff and it's so delicious (laughs) and and popcorn and uh turkish delight i think we should quit while we're ahead okay so uh that was our crap episode um yeah i know we left out a whole bunch of kinds of crepes oh, like like so uh, like uh, jam. Car- caramel and salted butter i did mention jam when you weren't listening mm-hmm. um and uh blintzes but, we didn't even talk about blintzes yes which is a a, a cheese filled crap dish it's like a roll it's like the it's like the enchilada of crepes it's exact that is exactly what it is yeah um yeah blintz blintz makers you can have that slogan for free uh the the crepe uh, batter that i made was from alton brown it is it just extremely basic and uh you should give it a try i'll post a link to that definitely a link or a recipe for um kenny shopson's uh, ghetto crepe method oh yeah uh, yeah, I'm glad to know about that. I feel like that, that was a public service we just <laughs> did to all to all of our spilled milk totally listeners. Just coughed up a chunk of crepe. Um, oh, yeah. let's definitely end this episode <laughs> okay. now. So you'll find those things at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Including the chunk of Matthew's crepe. <laughs> yeah, we'll post a we'll post a video of that. Um, oh, and we we did make a video. Uh, we'll we'll post a link to um, the the Instagram video that Molly made of us. Uh, or we can even post it on our website. Yeah, we can yeah. post that video on our website. Yeah, you can see Matthew in action yeah we'll post a video of me in action uh, <laughs> and you can find us at uh, facebook at facebook.com slash build milk podcast 
and possibly also on <laughs> iTunes. I'm sorry, I forgot my part. Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the world champion squeegee off winner. I'm Matthew Amsterburton. <laughs> and I'm Molly Weisenberg. Like clap a- <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.